This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello people and welcome to The Dreamer's Disease. My name is Alex Manzi and on each episode we hear the story of someone inspirational who's out in the world and really following their passions and try to understand their mindset and hear a bit about their journey and and trying to really grab something that we can learn and take into our own lives from what they do with their story. However, on this episode, we have a slight different twist because I sat down with my friend Liam, very good friend of mine, and we basically discussed things we've learned this year and, and the top learnings that we can take from 2017, particularly me myself and what I've learned through, you know, launching the podcast and everything that's kind of come with it and my own personal growth and mindset. Go really in depth into like the top five things that, that we learn and Liam's had a really interesting year himself. So it's really good to have someone to bounce ideas off. So before we dive in, I just want to thank you for the year really, for everyone who's listened, who's subscribed to iTunes, who's checked out the website, who's followed the Instagram account, who's left reviews, like really this year has been seriously incredible and a, a lot more than what I could have imagined when the podcast launched at the start of the year in March. I want to throw a huge, huge thank you out to everyone. If you're listening now, if you've listened to any other episodes, I'm truly, truly grateful and it's been amazing. I'm looking forward to lifting the platform and bringing more to you in 2018. So that being said, let's dive into the episode and listen to what me and Liam have taken from this year and the things that we also want to take forward into 2018. How you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. This year's been pretty kind to me, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty, you know, we're coming to the end of it and you get to that point where you start going, how did this one go? Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. You happy with how this one went for you? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's this. Well, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to get you here to do it is because I know you've had a really good year, what with work and personal life and stuff. Yeah. And you know, I feel like in a very similar space, we might as well go straight in with with you know, you've just bought yourself a flat, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which you know is <laughs> falling, yeah, falling out of control. No, but you know, you, you've worked hard over the last, yeah. you know, however many years, eight years or so, mm-hmm. and you know. In terms of living in and around London, obviously you've bought outside of London, but that's like the ultimate like goal for a lot of people really is to have your own place, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think like, you know, I don't think it's everyone's goal. And I think I think actually deciding that this was something we wanted to do for the last, you know, two or three years and working up to it has had a massive impact on how I've sort of conducted myself on on, on a day to day level. So you know where it's where it's come to like how I've how I've approached work and the things that I've com- committed myself to and put my energy into, it's all been part of that. Whereas you know if, when we first met, and we were running parties and doing those sorts of things, I probably was living a bit more day to day, which was fun, you know, and that was and that was great. Um, but this year's been that year where. I've kind of put that energy into a bigger thing and rather and rather than looking to day to day I've 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 you know whether it's a 3 year plan or something like that I'm not sure if I've kind of broken it down to be that kind of focused but it is much more about like okay cool this is um I think when you enter your early 20s it, it, you know you don't have that foresight yeah. and then getting on the wrong side of 25 think <laughs> that you know it does something does seem to did seem to happen and uh yeah we've gone for it and yeah, now I'm leading this very, very, uh, well, a lot more mature lifestyle than I was yeah. when we first met, yeah. when I accidentally shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in fairness, we both are, like, you know, from when, I mean, like, so to give people a background is we met 
in your first year of uni, mm -hmm. and you're what two years younger than me. Yeah. Um, you were living with one of my best mates at the time, so still is, um, and we met through that, and we kind of clicked straight away, and that was. I mean, how many years ago, man? Like two thousand and eight. Yeah, so it will be 10 probably years, ten years. Ten it's years. Probably is ten years. So yeah. in that time, so much has 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 grown. But what's incredible for me is I feel like this year has been of those ten years, mm -hmm. like the most interesting year in terms of not just obviously you know stuff with the podcast that's been a big part of it, but in terms of like my internal growth and like development has just been like. In, intense. Yeah, like I can't. I can't even begin to describe it. Although I'll try. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll try right now. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of been, you know, it's, and it's all it's all down to um, mindset and self belief. To be honest, and that's kind of like I've got a list of things, and that's kind of the first thing on my list. Yeah, is having that self belief in what I can do, what my skill set is, what I can achieve from like everything I've experienced over these ten years. And kind of really focusing that into a a project in terms of this podcast, but b a project in terms of me myself and getting my mindset right, getting you know my um, everything about it, and just believing that I I am able to achieve and be worth something if that makes sense, mm -hmm. and feel more like I'm not just part of a cog, mm -hmm. like just going around within a business or a corporation. I'm actually like. I have control over my whole life, be that the way I want to live it, be it what job I have, be it what projects I take on, be it what my mindset is, be it, you know, my diet, mm -hmm. the rest, of, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like really wrong true this year. Yeah. And it's interesting because we actually had a conversation. Uh, it must have been about November 2016. Okay. When I f you were one of the first people I spoke to about the idea of this podcast. Yeah. And we were like eating Nando's or something. Standard. And we spoke about it, and we kind of I came I kind of gave you the rough structure of what it was. And yeah. then four months later, I put out the first episode. And it's just that self belief of like, okay, cool, I've come up with a, a number of ideas, and I've tried most of them, as you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's that self belief of like, actually, I've come up with not just a podcast, but like a bigger vision mm -hmm. that I want to implement. Did you find that? Because someone said something really interesting to me uh, this year, where it was like, you know, you might be looking at a task and something like starting a podcast or anything, starting anything is that big, overwhelming mountain to climb. Yeah. Did you find that there was this first step that you took with a podcast that was like, oh, I've actually started the journey now. I think you, sometimes you, you can fixate on the end of the journey. Yeah. And there's that first thing where it's like, oh, you know, maybe it's like I've registered the domain name. Yeah. Or I've got uh, a logo or yeah. something like that. Was there like, a thing? Yeah, it was the logo. Yeah. Like before I'd done anything, like obviously I'd come up with the idea and the type of people I wanted to interview and what the kind of rough structure would be. Mm -hmm. But I think early, no, 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 tell a lie. Before the branding, before the brand, I bought the equipment. Jeez. So I was committed. Yeah. In my mind, I was committed. I'd bought this equipment. Which wasn't much, you know, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. 150, 200 quid in yeah, yeah. all in all, which, you know, as a long term investment isn't a lot. Yeah. Or for a starting point anyway. And that was it. I was in, I was committed. I'm like, right, I've got this equipment, I've got to use it. Because <laughs> I've either use it or resell it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then I designed the logo. And that was before I'd even recorded anything. But you had the name as well. And the name, yeah, the name was super important. And I sent you, you know, we had mm -hmm. back and forth conversations. And yeah, yeah. I sent you numerous names. 
and this was the one that stuck with you as well um, and other people so they're the three things the equipment the name and the logo that mm-hmm. was the starting point but that's how I've always operated like yeah. through you know whether it's back in the blogging days we yeah. had the name before we had the blog <laughs> <laughs> you know um, another project that is is kind of dear to both our hearts SBNS Jeez. which uh, you know may make a return one day 2018 like, yeah we had the we had the branding we still got the branding mm-hmm. we sorted everything and it never really got off the ground fully. Yeah. So I've always kind of operated in that way of like looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And not just going, okay, cool. Um, this is the idea. Let me go and record a podcast. It was like, she was the bigger picture around it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, man. What about you? I mean, you spoke about like the year being quite impactful in terms of like we, we spoke about the, the flat and everything, mm. but like having that clear self-belief like okay cool actually I can go and do this now yeah my, my big thing for this year has been like not letting um, setbacks you know knock me out mm. I, th- I think that's been you know from various things that I've I've worked on over the last sort of like three to five years you can really get caught up in you know something changing direction and, and throwing you completely out of whack mm. and this was maybe this was the year where I was a little bit stronger perhaps and was able to kind of take a few knocks and actually go you know what you know this isn't this isn't the end it's just a matter of trying to like you know readjust and and kind of keep going and I think you know that moving across so you know moved over and joined the guys at Kyra this year Mm -hmm. and that's been huge because you know there's such a positive kind of motion going with those guys and what we're doing over there that like it's helped me kind of focus on those on that on those positive sort of steps um, and I think yeah that's that's you know that's been the big thing it's just making sure that if you do get a setback whatever your thing is that you're working on and I'm sure with the podcast for instance it wasn't as immediate kind of you know it wasn't just that thing where it just exactly as you wanted it to be straight away I remember when you sent me the interview with Joe I mean to be fair the, 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 the pilot or the or the demo that you sent me for you know which which is yet to have surfaced I don't think ever will no I don't know that it should <laughs> but um, but it, you know it, it highlighted it highlighted the strengths and the that what you you know with what yeah. you were doing so i think yeah there's those two things of you know taking i think there's a lot to be said for baby steps working up to yeah. that bigger picture but then i also think along the way with those baby steps if one of those isn't what you want it to be yeah not letting that kind of leave you down and kind of not yeah. not fulfilling what you wanted to do kind of sticking to your goals a little bit yeah. and, and this year's been good for that and now I'm coming to the end of it, and you know, yeah, like we, you know, we said, yeah. you know, the flat has yeah. come off. It's the peak. It's the peak of, of essentially what you wanted from the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and did you actually like set out goals, actual goals, and like write them down or take them note mentally mm. for this year? And did you achieve them all? I think um, I don't. I don't think I will have. I don't think I achieved everything I wanted to this year. But that's you know makes makes uh, looking out onto next year more exciting be a bit weird if I was just sort of like oh cool I'm I'm completed Um, you know there's always more stuff to do but I think like it's weird with you know it's with with the house is the first time that my work life my personal life have really crossed over like Mm. you've got to be in a position where this thing can happen and so I had to like I had to focus professionally to make this personal ambition happen yeah and that's the first time that's ever really happened for me like I always had this philosophy of making kind of work never feel like work. But actually it turned out that, you know, maybe to kind of step up a notch, maybe you did you did just have to get on the grind that bit that bit more. Yeah. And maybe work couldn't always be fun. 
and you did just have to focus and, and, and have that drive. Yeah. And that's where the potholes come in and you're like, oh God, I can't do it, I can't do it. You just hold strong and then, you know, it pays off. Yeah, well they often say, don't they, that they, the, the you know, the, the, the mystery they, but they say that like, when you're at your lowest, that's often when you're the closest to a breakthrough. Mm. And it's like, be that in goals or whatever it is. And I found that a lot, like, you know, feeling like quite kind of lost, you know, over the years in terms of like where my life's going and stuff. And then coming up with this idea of a, of a, sim- a simple thing as, as a podcast, which is probably born out of a lot of other stuff that I started doing early in terms of like taking care of myself and, you know, reading more and, and the rest of it. Yeah. Um, that really like focused me into doing something that I'm really passionate about, which I've always kind of done things I'm passionate about, mm. but this seems to be like, a give me like a new buzz that I hadn't quite experienced for a few years, which is really nice. Um, which also goes quite nicely onto my next point because- Nice segue. It's a nice segue. So the next point I want to talk about was like creating a vision and you know, I asked you about your goals and obviously everyone sets a type of goal yeah. uh, on the 1st of January every year with their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of set mine quite broad because normally it's like five really like, yeah, yeah. you know, go to the gym, yeah. stop drinking, yeah. uh, learn more Italian, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. But I just, I kept it quite broad this year and, and they were um, be more, see more and read more. Wow. Just kept it really broad, and I thought, let me, because it it feels less like you're being tied to something. Yeah, yeah. So like for me, be more was the the whole thing of like, can I you know be more within myself and mm-hmm. be be myself and be more like open with that and not feel like I'm playing a role in like a as a character. I'm yeah, yeah. just like the true me. See more is obviously like go and do stuff, like experience more things. I've been to a couple of of cities and countries I haven't been to before this year, yeah. which I'm very thankful for. Um, but also just like going to like the museum on a weekend or yeah, like yeah. going somewhere just off the whim just just because like mm-hmm. you don't need any reason for it so that was another thing and in reading more it's like you know there's so much you can learn from books man. yeah yeah you know I've probably read one book a month I think this year which is you know 12 times as many books I've read any other previous year so you I know. feel like every time I've caught up with you this year you've been schooling me with something that you've read <laughs> and you've, dro- you've dropped some sort of bar on me that you know, maybe before, if we were going to drop bars on each other, it would be from a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have some sort of weight, and and it, you know, it, obviously, lots of lots of artists speak, you know, speak some amazing things. But I do feel as though this year you've kind of you've come correct, and every mm-hmm. time there's been like, oh, well, I'm reading this, and this quote is kind of what I'm I'm using to kind of you know yeah. to kind of live by for this month. Yeah. Were there any quotes that you took away from this, like from any of the, like what was the one? Is oh, there one? Man. Well, I wouldn't say there's one. There's always one that's really held true to me, yeah. or two. Um, the first one is, you were born an original, so why die a copy? Wow. That's like, I think that's Mark Twain, I think. Don't quote me on that one, but I think it is Mark Twain. Um, and then the second one is, and I always get the wording of it wrong, but it goes along the lines of, Hold on, let me think about it. Yeah. Say, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. I think that I can't remember who that one's by. But it's like, those two quotes have always like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then obviously this year, you know, with, with I've got a whole note thing on my phone full of quotes. Um, my whole Dreamers and Disease Instagram page is full of quotes. 
So I'm constantly like taking things up and I'm trying to find one specifically right now, which is about reading. Um, Cause I don't want to like mess up the quote to be honest, but it's, um, it's along the lines of like the books you read today are the, uh, the person you're going to be in five to 10 years time or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, back to the point of reading more, that was a real like thing for me. And I've really seen that cause it, and it even goes down to, to the thing of, um, you know, the, the, the five people you spend the most time with, mm-hmm. um, how's it, well, how's it go? Whoever you spend the the people you spend the the five people you spend the most time with, you'll like become the sixth person of that essentially. Yeah. And my theory is it doesn't as it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical thing. Mm-hmm. That can be through books. That can be through listening to podcasts. That can be through watching. You know, if you watch like nothing but David Attenborough documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be taking a lot out of that. Or yeah. if you only read books of a certain type. Yeah. I've I've read a lot of like self improvement, self help. Um, bettering yourself like business slash marketing type of books mm-hmm. so I'm constantly taking up all this knowledge yeah yeah and then I'm able to then implement that into like my day-to-day yeah do you know what I mean so that's kind of a part of it so would you encourage people to kind of you know it's almost like looking at your goals yeah looking at what it is you're looking to achieve and then taking on the materials that you feel would best help you yeah. kind of realize that yeah thing. and then soaking it up like a sponge mm. and then being able to you know, hopefully in some way through this, give give that back to people. Yeah. Which is kind of, going back to the point of creating a vision, that, yeah, was, yeah. The, that was the point of the brand of Dreamer's Disease. Yeah, yeah. Was somewhere that people can go, get inspiration, motivation, they can learn, and they can feel like they're taking something from it. And it's not just like, you know, a, a, you know, I love these type of podcasts as well, but like a podcast you can go to and listen to and laugh along with. Mm-hmm. And, you know those kind of like the receipts and free shots tequila and him versus her yeah like they're great podcasts but i wanted this to be somewhere that some people come to like better themselves to yeah. help themselves so that was the vision that i created around uh, around the brand yeah and once i kind of got into the crux of the podcast and putting out episodes it was more about writing out an actual plan like mm-hmm. i've got a plan on my laptop written out of like the things I wanted to achieve, like simple stuff like record 10 episodes, record 20 episodes, record 50 episodes, get 1,000 listeners, get 2,000 listeners, get 5,000 listeners, get 10,000 listeners. Yeah. You know, those things. I'm really writing out the podcast goals, but then the goals around the brand of Dreamers Disease itself mm. as a whole, which I don't want to say too much because hopefully there's some stuff that will be coming in 2018. Mm-hmm. So again, it's taken that plan forward into next year, you know, because I feel like this year has been a real year of finding my feet mm-hmm. and next year will be a year of putting stuff into practice and then you know hopefully by the year after it'll be like hey I've arrived yeah, Do you know yeah what I mean yeah, it's, yeah. I think there's so much to be said for that though because in the kind of digital landscape that we all live in now people are expectant of quick success yeah and there's you know you meet very few people that have a three-year plan or patience and if it's not happening then they'll be changing tack like yeah. I think if I look at some of the things that I've been involved with since we've met you know things like Edify yeah. do you want to on that do you want to give people like a little bit of like your background and what you do now and the stuff you have done yeah yeah sure and talk about Edify because Edify was like for me was like amazing thanks man um, yeah sure so everything sort of started um, kind of started working in and around music uh, you know about ten years ago uh, was in a band 
um, thought that was going to be the thing. Shout out Loose Talk. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually spoke about, uh, I was speaking to someone the other day about them. Yeah. He used to write um, a, a website, a music website, and I was like, okay. have you ever heard of Loose Talk Cost Lives? Like, my friend's band, they were quite like, yeah. they were wicked, and he was like, name rings a bell, but he couldn't place it, because obviously it was like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> so so that, that was the thing, um, and that, you know, being kind of, you know, probably like 20, I was just assumed that that would be, you know, I could just have a career in music and then that that didn't really happen and then was just a bit shook and what was annoying was that I'd spent loads of time dreaming about being an artist and in a band and then realized that you know we'd spent a lot of time in and around the music industry but I hadn't really applied any any savvy and I hadn't learned anything from the industry so about two years after the band had broken up a friend of mine Will Reed uh, we he came to me with this idea where we basically reach out to people within not not exclusively the music industry, but just people that worked in the in creative industries. So be it music, film, art, fashion, any of these things that we just thought, you know what, you're doing an amazing job. We'd love to learn how you kind of how you set this thing up. And so Edify started um, probably about six years ago mm. as a as a radio show initially, and we met with you know guys from who's who, you know like people like Bradley Zero who was working at Boiler Room at the time, and then obviously he's gone on to to run Rhythm Section, start Rhythm Section. Um, the guys behind like Jocks and Nerds magazine, people at Dazed and Confused, all these incredible sort of like cultural institutions, um, and then it kind of it, it then developed into like a live talk series, and we used to do that at the Apple Store, and then for one reason or another, it kind of hit a ceiling, and again, kind of touching on that sort of you know that naivety perhaps of being a bit younger, and and overlooking the fact that you kind of need to future-proof your plans mm. and you, you can't just expect things to come to you. You have to kind of, you have to work at them and you have to kind of persevere. And, you mm. know, there might be, again, talking about like potholes and stuff, you know, we hit a few, we hit a few stumbling blocks and, and before we knew it, the, the wheels had started to come off and we didn't really have the sort of strength to keep it going. So that kind of came to an end uh, probably about two years ago. Um, and then after that, and in, a, in, a, in and amongst Edify running, I, I started a party called All My Friends. Had always had always loved music, you know, and actually after the band had broken up and kind of, I guess you'd say like club music had become more popular than guitar music for, for, yeah. a, for a period. Um, started DJing through a party uh, in partnership with Converse for a little bit. That went over to Ace Hotel in Shoreditch, and then in, in amongst that, started working in kind of music publishing, uh, a company called Audio Network. Then whilst I did that, I ended up moving across to uh, start a boiler room, which is you know sped all the way through to about two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And what's been interesting about boiler room, and what was interesting about my role there, was it was the first time I got to marry like my interest in in music in culture with business, mm. and. I think, you know, I still haven't worked out exactly what my philosophy is on how these two conflicting things can coexist. But like, as everyone who listens to, to your podcast will be aware, it's like, it's a complicated situation. Yeah. And, you know, I remember sitting in on a talk with Lou Reed about three or four years ago before he passed away. And he was saying with the Velvet Underground, you know, if they had ever done a piece of music that was for an advert, they would get completely ostracized from their community. It just wasn't a done thing. And then you fast forward to now, and in a, in a world in, within music where record labels can't offer artists the stability that they need, yeah. brands and, and that sort of ecosystem is what they rely on to exist. 
and so but at the same time they can have a very interesting impact on the on the on the culture and the art that's being made and so yeah i've kind of become obsessed with that whole thing um and then after working at boiler room for a couple of years um i recently started at kyra this year yeah and um it's a breath of fresh air like you know i think it's a it's a it's a company that has been able to learn from the first sort of 10 years of video content online yeah and and just taking all the best bits of all the different publishers and all the different ways that young people communicate with each other and just brought it all together into mm. this like hybrid thing and the energy around Kyra is is massive and um yeah I'm really excited to to kind of you know take 2018 on and be this like full yeah. force we've got bad canteen that just launched with Shaq yeah. yeah it's really good thanks man um yeah so yeah I think that's why I'm particularly gassed about next year because we've got this new yeah. thing coming out and uh it's going to be cool to to get in with get into it yeah cool I, so the next thing I want to talk about right so the third point so first one was self-belief and having that belief in yourself second one creating a vision mm-hmm. and sort of planning out and seeing it out and then the third one for me which has been massive is self-care and I mean that in 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 every every kind of the word, like yeah. Physical, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, yeah. <laughs> like all of the alls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. <laughs> all of it. So, like for me, like getting myself into the in, into such a focused headspace, a lot of that has come from taking more care of my headspace, mm-hmm. and that that is down to you know going to the gym in the mornings and starting a day with like a burst of energy a clear head um also like things like meditation um i've got a journal um a gratitude a gratitude i'm saying i've got a journal which is a gratitude journal and i write five things every day that i'm grateful for mm-hmm. in the morning um and in the back of that journal i've got five pages where i've got some affirmations that i read to myself every day so one's on on uh, my my career and slash business and what I want to do with dreams disease one's on relationships in terms of like friends family mm-hmm. everything else one's on self love one's on uh, well being and the fifth one is I can't remember off the top of my head um, so yeah I read those to myself every day and just like little things like that they help me like set up my day mm-hmm. in a perfect way and obviously reading kind of falls into that as well I suppose and just like taking those moments for myself like and just taking myself out of the matrix unplugging from it all and just putting myself in a space where all I'm doing is thinking about whatever the exercises I'm doing in the gym or the meditation or whatever it is and you just focus on that one thing for you know you know with with meditation it's 10 minutes with gym it's like a an hour workout yeah and just having that clarity for those periods of time Mm -hmm. just they put you at such ease and everything just like straight away from me just melts away and so all of a sudden like every like stupid little thing I've ever worried about just seems so insignificant Mm. like from you know be it worrying about people think about me on social media to like am I getting enough work done in the day to like am I fit enough to am I and it's not about that it's more about like how you're present in those moments and yeah. like fully ex- like being able to connect to like every moment of the day and there's another reason why I enjoy the podcast because when I'm doing the recordings I only really have to concentrate on what the other person's yeah. saying 
and whether the the recorder is recording the bass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And the and the timing. I'm not really think overthinking about everything. I'm not, you know, diving into social media and getting sucked into this world. And it's like I think it's very important to have those moments to set you up. But yeah, man. If you if you because you you know obviously with you you're, you're talking about the whole working at Cairo is like a breath of fresh air. And that feels like you know, almost like a, a, a mental kind of release or like a weight off your shoulders, as, you know, the cliche is. Yeah, I think being present is, is everything. Like, you know, everyone talks about it. Um, but I think obviously putting it into practice is the whole other issue. Yeah. I think it's just trying to, you know, like you said, it's finding those things. And, and what's interesting about the list of different things that you have and you've acquired over the last 12 months that have helped you kind of center yourself and be more present it's trying to, you know, it's it's again for me. It's that one thing at a time. Yeah. Like for me, just 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 managing my breathing has helped me kind of be present, and that's like, that's been huge. Just mm-hmm. the moment that I'm like, oh, actually, I'm letting the twelve hundred things that are in the back of my head get in the way of me doing the one thing, which is send this email. Um, and then I, you know, I check myself, you know, take ten breaths or whatever it needs to be until you're in the room and where you need to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think there are so many distractions that anyone would be guilty of, of letting those distractions get in the way of them doing things. I think naturally our attention spans are shorter, mm. but the more time you can spend just in that in that present place and finding whatever things it is that works for you yeah. and then applying that, I think that's the sort of like that first step. And then, like you said, you've now got a whole host of things. Yeah. Which is amazing because, you know, in many respects, it's almost like distractions to help keep you in the present. Yeah. Um, but it's massive yeah I think like I think and again you know like yeah Kyra has been amazing for helping me you know keep focused and, and be excited about something and, and be on top of it yeah. um, and I think that's you know it's important you need to be doing things that, that make you happy that make you want to be present that make you want to focus so I think sometimes when you're whatever your daily life is is offering that's making you want to think about other things or escape or you know or or brings on anxiety it's like okay we'll check that like what can be done about it is it that your job is not bringing you what it needs to obviously not everyone is in the position when that can be the choice for them so it's like trying to find those things elsewhere as well but yeah it's complicated but I think I think if you can land on that on that present thing as best as possible that's a, it's a good place to start yeah. do you have any other set practices that you do other than the breathing thing um breathing's kind of like my first sort of like check myself it's like okay yeah. yeah i'm actually i haven't had a breath for two minutes <laughs> i'm gonna pass out um i think I, i'm actually a massive advocate of fresh air which I don't know if that like yeah I don't know if that would count as one but like yeah i think so for it like you know even if it's um any any phone conversations I take, I take them outside. Oh, really? Unless it's raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I take like, I make a phone conversation, a walk at the same time. Yeah. But do you know what? That's very interesting because um, Steve Jobs is, is famous for going for long walks as a meeting. Yeah. Like he wouldn't just like, have a meeting in a meeting room, which obviously sometimes he did, but when it was like really serious stuff, he'd go, let's go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. And they'd walk it and talk it out. Yeah, we do that at Cairo as well. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think, you know, it's just, yeah, keep it fresh, keep everyone, like I think, another thing I heard that was interesting about meetings, which is slightly off topic, but the idea that I think people get a bit, like they start to cotch, so then they'll be more inclined to just waffle and stuff like that. Whereas I think if, if it's cold, yeah. and you're and you're like, you know, gonna do a lap around the, the block, you know, you're gonna keep things as concise and, mm. and, and be on it as, as possible. Um, 
Yeah, fresh fresh air is huge. It's one of the reasons that I was, you know, more than happy to move out of London. I think, you know, we I can get into town for anything I need to, mm. but like just the space, you know, yeah, breath, fresh air, space, mm. just to just to hold yourself together. And then once you do that, you're so much stronger and then you can kind of, you can tackle anything. Mm. And I think it's even like, for me, just setting yourself a new environment. Like if you are feeling that, that pressure or that stress at work, wherever it is, like sometimes I do the breathing thing. Other times I just get up and I just go for a walk mm-hmm. around the block, come yep. back in and so I might go buy a coffee or something just mm-hmm. to like reset the whole environment I'm in. Yeah. Give my brain something else to do, think about and then come back to it and then okay cool right let's go again round round two let's yeah, go yeah yeah i think that's like massively important i remember someone saying again this year i forget who it was but anxiety is a completely useless feeling like mm. there's nothing you can do like anything that you're stressing about there's nothing that you can do about those things the best thing you can do is note them down and just and look at them and go can i can i do anything with this right now yeah and, and if not when is the nearest time i can do it because until you can be present with that thing mm. there's no point there's no point worrying about it yeah because nothing that you can do with that yeah and there's yeah do you know what it's, it's, it's crazy because and, and you know I'm trying to like segue into as many points as possible here but mm. a lot of that comes down to, to the feeling of time yeah and that's the other thing that this year like I felt like has been huge for me is how to like manage my time people say to me like what how do you like go to the gym have a full-time job and do all your podcast stuff mm. and like everything else to do in my life like run a club night <laughs> football coaching uh, and everything else like yeah. how do you fit all this in and it's just like being very strategic with your time and I've listened to a lot of um, um, Gary V and read a lot of Gary V stuff this year and mm. watched his videos and for those who don't know he's like a huge American uh, businessman and like he puts out a lot of motivational content, but also a lot of free nuggets of information through his content for, for people who are in business. And his big thing is like, okay, cool, you might have a, a, a full-time job, which is eight hours of your day. Mm. And he's like, but there's 24 hours in a day. So like, what are you actually doing with those other 16 hours? Yeah. Is that the right maths here? What, <laughs> what are you doing with those other 16 hours? Yeah. Like, okay, cool, you might have to sleep six to eight of those hours, that still leaves you with eight to ten hours a day. Yeah. What are you doing? And he's like, I hate people who moan about this, that, and the other, and they do nothing but watch Netflix series. Yeah. It's like you're wasting that time. Like yeah. really put that time into practice. And that really hit home for me because I was like, yeah, do you know what? I was moaning about. Oh, I can't go to the gym. Like I get home from work and it's you know seven o'clock ish, and it's hard to fit that in in the evenings. So I made a conscious decision. I was like, right, I'm gonna go in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get to the gym for when it opens at 7am, I'm going to do my workout for an hour, leave the gym, give myself enough time to have some breakfast and get to work. And then all of a sudden, that's one thing off my list that I don't have to worry about in the evenings and I can set myself a period in the evenings of say three hours to, to focus on my podcast and all the things I want to work on in the evening. So I give myself a three hour window. So let's say I get home at say half six, seven o'clock, mm. my cutoff point is 10 so I do as much work as I can in those three, three and a half hours as possible, as well as eat dinner. But I always have like a quick dinner. And then 10 o'clock I stop, I chill for an hour, I go to bed, my alarm goes off at half six, I get up, I go to the gym, start again, go to work, mm. <laughs> get home, have my three, four hours, have my hours to chill, 
and I do it like that. I structure my day like that. And for me, that's been so important. And it's like, particularly when it comes to like recording the podcast, editing when I was still editing the podcast, it's like creating that time for yourself to do the things that you want to work on is so important because anyone can say, I can't do this, I can't do that, I haven't got this, I'm too busy. But if you really want to do something, yeah, you find the time to do it, like regardless. Like if you're if you're an artist or if you're building a business or a brand and you're still managing a, um, a full time job, like you find the time to do that stuff. Like in in episode two, I interviewed Courtney Francis, mm. photographer, and he's got a full time job. He's like, mate, sometimes I leave work, I go to a show, I shoot the show, I change my clothes on the way in the car, I shoot the show, <laughs> I edit them. I get home, I sleep for four hours, I go to work, and d- and it does the exact same thing. Yeah, and it's like it's it's incredibly important, man. Like, how do you how do you manage your time essentially with you know particularly over the last you know has it been like six months or so that you've been house hunting? That, yeah, that's yeah, been yeah. very yeah <laughs> very um, time consuming process, and you know with everything else and over the years, you like you've said you did have Edify, you did have yeah um, all my friends with a full time job like. How did you I think best manage all that? I think it's really true that you know you you do find the time if there's enough love there. Mm. I think with Edify, for instance, yeah, I was working full time, um, but always, always, it wasn't. It doesn't really become a question. Um, I think you might. Um, I think it's almost a, a priority, a priority thing as well. Like I know that there were certain people that I didn't see as much during that period where I was working full time, running Edify in my spare time. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, actually people that maybe, you know, maybe our relationships were based just on having fun. Mm. Maybe that got put on the back burner. And I think, I think that's a question that everyone has to ask themselves about, you know, what they're dedicating their time to. I think there's so much to be said for, you know, working smart. Like I think a lot of people will find themselves grinding away over something that either A, in their hearts of hearts, they know is not going to be the thing that propels them to the level that they're looking at you know to that next level yeah i think that's you know i think that can be i think it's it's unfortunate when you see someone who's got that that work ethic but they're misplacing it yeah uh, uh someone comes to mind straight away <laughs> do i know them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i think i think that I think that's such an unfortunate thing because you know you've got it and you're and you're putting it in, but you're yeah. putting it in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing is trying to work smart mm. and trying to work and and prioritizing. I think like you know when you're looking at your routine, you've you've hit your priority points mm. and you've got it on lock. If I look at my if I look at my routine, I mean, admittedly, you know, I've been kind of like yeah, like you said, looking for a house is just such an odd. You know, I've spent I've spent the most of my spare time in 2017 yeah. hanging out with estate agents, which has been as unpleasant as it sounds. Exactly, yeah. and I think that's the thing that um, you know. I think there will be certain circumstances that will throw you off your routine. Yeah, and that and this year's been that been like that, and then it's you know just separating kind of work and estate agent time. I think the other thing about time as well is that um, you know sometimes you will be exhausted. I think I'm getting better at listening to my body now and going, you know what, I am actually burnt out. Yeah. Like you know. And it's, I think you have to learn what a burnout feels like for you to go, okay, maybe I couldn't, maybe I shouldn't have gone to that after party because that has meant that I've been on the back foot for the mm. whole of this week. And therefore when it came to, you know, when it was, we used to do Edify on a Sunday morning yeah. and I'd know by the Sunday morning, like, oh, I'm completely underprepared for this interview. 
and also I'm hungover or, or whatever. Mm. And that's just, you just know that you're not giving a hundred. Mm. And I think, again, that's when you begin to realise whether you're still in love with it and your passion is yeah. still there. At that point, you can work out whether you want to get out of that pothole and commit or whether it's like, actually, you know what? Maybe this maybe this pothole is bigger than I thought it was and it's time to change tact and put my energy into something else. But the uh, exhaustion is, is huge. I think like, you know, I don't think enough people really just like talk about it and I don't think enough people realise how important it is to listen to your body and go mm. actually like, okay, maybe. And that's where like, if you're putting your energy into the wrong thing and it's burning you out, then you need to review kind of, you know, what your priorities are. Yeah, and that, that's huge as well because like you said, having that, 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 um, voice that you to listen to your own body mm -hmm. is huge because not a lot of people do do it because we're kind of led to believe this kind of you know entrepreneurial yeah, social yeah. media world that you have to be working and on it and doing yeah. stuff all the time and spend less time just chilling like, mm -hmm. if, like I've had days like on a weekend where I'm like for me my like holy sanctuary day is a Saturday yeah I can get a lot of stuff done in a Saturday mm -hmm. but also I know it's the only day that I don't do anything yeah yeah so I might do some stuff in the morning but I'll also make sure like I've got a free for hour window where I'm just I don't do anything mm -hmm. like no work I'm not plugged into social media I might like I said earlier I might go to a, a, a museum or a gallery mm -hmm. or just chill and watch something watch a film just yeah. just to completely chill or, or some start a series or watch a couple of episodes of something and just like have those moments because mm -hmm. you can't like and I know I said it's good to have that structure and, and that thing but you have to get the melting pot right of time management working smarter and not harder listening to your body but also sacrificing time like you said don't go to as many parties yeah. do you really have to see your friend on that evening if you know you're feeling tired or you're ill or you're feeling burnt out like that melting pot of those four things is so that is huge yeah. to, to get that balance right. And you're not going to get it right all the time, but you also have to accept that. Yeah. You just have to, you have to be aware of it. It's, it's the importance and awareness comes back to that thing of being present and really understanding it is like, it's so like, that's been a huge learning point for me this year. Mm. In fact, a massive learning point and it's been very beneficial. I think it starts with partying. And I yeah. think that's the hardest thing to accept yeah. is that, you know what, I can't, I can't be out. Mm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday anymore because mm. it's having a knock-on effect on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's the luxury of, of getting older and, and the club not feeling, you know, not having that, the, the club doesn't quite have that same magnetism that it did where it's like, I have to be here yeah. because this is where I almost do most of my networking or yeah, I, yeah. I meet the most people and, and, and all these things, I'm part of the culture and it's here. And I think that's hard. I think, and that's the thing, people, you just have to learn that lesson. Mm. I think, you know, it's the luxury of being that bit younger and we're just on the wrong side of the <laughs> fence now where we have to just go, okay, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll drive to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true, man, because like you said, you, it's just, you, you, do, you don't want that feeling of, and I hate saying the word, wasted time, but you don't want that feeling. You want to, you know, if you, if you do have stuff to do on a, a Sunday, you don't want to feel like, you know, you're lethargic or you can't do it because you've been out the, late the night before when, you know, really and truly, you probably could have left a couple hours earlier. You yeah, were just yeah. out for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, like, and that stuff, I'm not saying like, don't go to your friend's birthdays and parties <laughs> and don't support your mate's events and stuff, but like, pick your times very wisely. Like, yeah. time is everything, man. It's, 
you know, it's, it's the most powerful thing we've got and it's also, it can be our biggest weakness at the same time. Um, so yeah, man, point five. Point, point five. five, we're here. So we're here. So first one, self-belief. Second one, creating a vision. Third one, self-care. Fourth one, time. Fifth one, just do it, man. Jeez. Just do it. Like Nike said it best. <laughs> they, they absolutely nailed it. Like for me, that's been huge. Like just doing things like, don't be scared to, to reach out to people. Don't be scared to meet with people you've not met before. Don't be scared to start a podcast. You yeah. know, don't be like, if you're going to say you're going to do something, just do it, try it, see how it goes. And just like really go with the flow. Like, I feel like everything I've started this year, I've started too early, but I've learned and kind of grown into it as it's gone on. And I think that's very important as well. Like, just start things like you never know where it's going to go where it's going to take you like even this podcast like it might have just absolutely nosedived mm. and cool I went for it I tried it and it, you know you, you know me how many things have I tried like from making t-shirts to uh, a very short uh, career in stand-up comedy to <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like I've, and it's not because I'm someone who's like I, w- I want to try so hard to be like a someone like I want that that feeling of success and knowing I've done it my own way but also like if someone says to me oh why don't you try this I'll be like yeah yeah actually I might and then I will go and do it I won't just say it for the sake of it because it sounds cool yeah like I will actually like put things into action what do you think stops other people from doing things they want to do fear of failure yeah but what failure is only what you deem to be failure like I did three stand-up comedy gigs which were probably the most horrendous, you know, stand-up comedy gigs in the history of ever. But I don't see it as a failure because for me, knowing I could get up on a stage in front of 80 to 100 people, however many, 50 people, one of them or whatever, that was like a huge thing for me. I didn't have that fear. Like a lot of people were like, oh my God, like, I'd be so scared. Like, how did you do that? I'd be so nervous. But it was just like, you know, it was... It, the context of it was I wasn't trying to make a career of it the context was I used to share an office in one of my old jobs with a guy who was an agent for comedians and every year they would do a Christmas party and they'd have an open mic section for like a five minute window Yeah. Um, and I was mouthing off in the office one day being young and kind of like you know having a bit too much self belief maybe and I was like yeah that's easy I could tell a few jokes and he went <laughs> alright might you come to the Christmas party and let's go do the, do the open mic and I went alright I'll do it and I stuck to my word. I stepped up on that stage and I did it. And then a few months later, they did another open mic session. So he asked me again. So I went and did it. And then a third time, same guy, they had someone pull out like very, very early on in, in the in the event that they were doing. Like one of the first people to go on stage pulled out and he just said, look, do you want to step in? Not because, just because he needed like a third or fourth performer to, yeah. for the crowd who were there. And I was like, cool, I'll do it. And that was it. And then I didn't, I didn't think like, oh, this is going to be a career. I just did it. I tried it and it was, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that fear of like how you're going to perceive or the failure. And it's like, don't, don't have that. Go back to my original point of self-belief. Like believe you can do these things. Like there's so many, like even like starting the blog, like we came up with the idea and within like a day or two, like we'd started the blog or like me and Joe and we used to make our t-shirts. It's like, we came up with the idea and then like a, a week or two later, it was happening. We were making t-shirts in my mum's kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I've never been scared to just do something. Coaching, football coaching. Like I, I gave up playing football 
and I was like, I want to get into coaching. So I went and tried it. I did it. Like, try these things. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your your whole life is going to be that thing. Yeah. But it might mean that you, you find out you don't like it or you don't enjoy it or there's aspects of it that you can learn from or whatever it is. There's always going to be a spin that you can take from it. Yeah. And I think that's a very important insight. I think trying it is, is massive. Like, I think knowing that you can, like you said, you, you can fail or it's not it's not everything if it doesn't turn out to be everything you thought it was going to be like you know you didn't beat yourself up because you didn't uh turn into the next dave Chappelle. <laughs> like that that wasn't that yeah. wasn't the thing but you but you you put your hand to it and you gave it a go yeah i think that's where just do it is the real thing because you know i i really fixate or i used to when i was younger really fixate on the end goal mm. and overlook the you know that like the idea of like you know 10,000 hours or something yeah. like that and I was like, you, you just, just wanting that kind of that, get rich quick type scheme, and, and I think you know, just doing it, just trying out that like, fir- like I said, that first step, that mm. baby step thing, that five minutes at an open mic thing, mm. and just seeing like, just put yeah, just put your put your, you know, mm. put your foot in the water, just, yeah. you know, just go for it, and I think that's that's massive, and that's when you know if you look at the podcast this year. And take it back to November of, of, of 2016 and you and I chatting in Hernando's <laughs> and you did it yeah and um, it's been a it's been a big year yeah and do you know what? it's it's not also it doesn't have to be a business or career thing no like for me even the decision to get up in the morning and go to the gym it's like cool this week I'm gonna do it and I, I you know I talked myself into it for about three weeks but eventually I was like right let me do it the idea of getting up like two or three hours earlier than I have to was so painful that I just the idea of it was painful yeah but when I actually did it and now that I'm in the routine of it it's just second nature but you have to do it first or like yeah sorry no so sorry I just was gonna say as well even like the meditation thing like just sit down and do it like download there's so many apps out there like I personally use headspace like just do it and there's a free 10 day trial and that whole thing is there like try that 10 days out Mm. see how you feel if you don't like it don't don't stick with it if you do then yeah. see if you want to go try another 10 days or buy the package or whatever it is it's just so like it's simple it. it's simple yeah. right and then that's the funny thing right because what you just said about the gym is all about being present so yeah. in it, when you woke up and the alarm went and you just you didn't you didn't spend that time it's really easy to focus on why you shouldn't do it mm. because in the fu- you're looking at the future you're looking at the space between where you're sat now and you're looking at your alarm going off at six thirty, and you're going no, there's just there's just I don't want to do that. But then, next thing you know, if you just take that out of the whole situation, go to bed, the alarm goes off at six thirty, and you just get up, you just do it. Mm. It's like okay, cool. Mm. It's so simple. Yeah, just, you, we I feel like we spend too much time um, challenging ourselves. Yeah, but I think you need the small challenge. To, to do the thing mm. you need that but what you don't need is the overthinking that comes with it yeah yeah and and the fear and the anxiety and mm-hmm. the, the rest of it it's just like do the thing see how it feels yeah if it doesn't feel good keep going for a little bit more yeah 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 <laughs> if it still doesn't feel good okay maybe second guess whether you do want to keep doing it but do it a little bit more yeah yeah and then if at that point it doesn't feel good stop yeah yeah and then look at the next thing it's like you know the thing of you know people who who want to eat better like they you know there's a lot of people you know going vegan and pescatarian and the rest of it it's like 
try it. Like you don't have to go full out for a week in terms of turning vegan. Yeah. Try it for two days a week and see how you feel on those two days. If you feel any better or if you feel like, you know, the benefits of it. And if you do, all right, up it to three or four times a week. And then maybe you might go for the full seven days and then next thing you know, you're fully vegan or you might just be, you know, a part-time vegan, which is also fine. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no, but just, you, like you said, dip your toe in, try it. If the water's too cold and you, you, or too hot and you don't like it, yeah, then yeah. take Review. your toe out wait for it to cool down, dip it back in. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. Let me let me sit in it a bit and then go from there. Yeah, I think the funny thing as well is like, it's just all these steps that, you know, all these different things from me, like you said, you know, mind and body and just working towards being generally more centered and in a better place. Mm. And that's just, yeah, so like, that's an exciting place to look into a new year and just go, okay, I've got the tools to better myself. Yeah. And I feel like everything here that has been, that, you know, the, the, the five things we've just spoken through, like all of that I want to elevate into next year, um, which I think is really powerful. So, right, so I'm going to try something new. I'm going to start an Instagram live, okay? And we're basically going to see what other people think as well. Shout out uh, Dario and shout out Lisa for locking in. What do you guys think? Dario's locked in. Dario, tell me something you've learned 2017. Mum, you can chip in. Ellie, you can chip in. We're talking about things that we've learned in 2017. Um, so we've talked about a few things. We've talked about one of the things that's been important for me is the self-belief. We talked about um, showing yourself more care. Yep. Having a vision and creating that vision. Time management has been has been massive. Just do it. Oh, just do it. Yeah, of course. And just doing things and putting it into action. Just let me find out who hit me up on my Facebook. Right, so two people hit me up on Facebook. Three people, actually. Man Like Ryan said, Yesterday's history, tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present, and that's a gift. You know, is again, there's a lot of stuff we, we've um, spoken about, which is great. Emma hit me up with a few things, actually. But one of the ones that um, was really good is, I really do care a lot less what other people think of me as I get older, and I have found the courage to cut fake friends out of my life and stop making an effort for those people I know deep down don't really care more time and energy for people who really matter and that's that thing of like surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. like that inspire you and being able to vibe with isn't it yeah I think I think there's nothing there's nothing sadder than realising that people you're people you're hanging out with are not good for you because it's just like yeah it's a tough thing and like um, you can have long term relationships that you know eventually you begin to realise that maybe Maybe those relationships are built on something that that isn't as positive or isn't what you need. And you know, I think I think any any good friendship can withstand that. Um, but yeah, certain time, you know, certain friendships kind of do fall by the wayside because then they're built on something that might be just raving or something like that. That's not very uh, it's not very positive. Yeah. So then we've got another one here from Bia, and Bia says she gave me three as well actually. Always make plans prioritizing your needs and what makes you happy and not others. And again, that's a lot of stuff we've already spoken about, which is great. And then the third one really was like really strong in here. She said, don't worry so much about how your actions have been or will be perceived. It's not that deep. And it's that fear again, isn't it? Yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Worrying about other people and having that kind of anxiety. And my uncle actually left a, a, a message on my Facebook as well saying, life is a never ending lesson. And I think that's important, isn't it? It's to take lessons and learnings from everything everything that you do, really. Yeah, I think, yeah, you've got to be prepared to be agile. And, like, this year, like, you know, trying to 
trying to enter this whole new like slightly maybe more mature um thing lifestyle and just being ready to be a bit more agile with it so it's like maybe something that you always considered to be gospel may no longer be as relevant for you with what whatever you're kind of pursuing now and just being prepared to go actually this is this is something that i used to hold dear but isn't as relevant to me anymore yeah and i've got one here from lisa so lisa's commented and said fear is all in the mind and can be overcome which is really cool as well because it's that thing we spoke about of just doing it isn't it yeah like people people have that fear of doing something it's like they think okay cool i want to start a podcast for example and they won't do it because they're fearful of the failure or what is perceived failure and it's that thing is like you can actually convince yourself to do that thing which is which is massive yeah i think yeah i think that's so important just like i, I think i think social media despite us being on instagram live right now <laughs> can ha, can have such a negative impact in the way that um we begin to obsess over people's opinions but fundamentally you've just got to be you know as long as you're doing you and doing you in the way that you want to i think you, you can't really you can't really have a you can't really like let anyone else's opinions get in the way of that, right? Mm. I think if you're like you said earlier on, if you're if you're living out a life that is based on other people's opinions, then they're entitled to those opinions. But also, you're not living your best life either. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And we've got a couple more people joined. So who's joined? We've got um, Lawless has joined. Bree's here. Hey, Bree. And Big Fifty Eight G. Oh, that's that's Dave, isn't it? I think. Yeah, basically what we're talking about is things that we've learned in 2017. So if you've learned anything, doing a special episode of the podcast where we're talking about it and reflecting on it. So what things have you learned in 2017? Faray hit me up on Insta as well and said, it's all mad, so just have fun with it. Don't hold back. Um, and then he also said, this one's really good, right? Kiss her, you fool. She's right there. You've got to deep that one. So I think what he means by that is that thing of being present, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like obviously it relates to a girl or some sort but it's that moment of being present and not having that fear and anxiety of like whatever it is wanting to kiss this girl for the first time just do it it's funny both of those two last comments like have almost made me feel a little bit hip hypocritical over the last like <laughs> hour that we've been chatting because it's like yeah they're those exact things that I would let get in the way of how I do things like you know maybe being a little bit fearful a bit yeah. neurotic and actually you know that's not it's not it's not positive yeah Oh, hold on. Lisa's chipped in right at the end. The coolest thing you can be is yourself, authentic and real. Yeah, cool. I, I like that one from Lisa as well. Like, just be yourself, be authentic. That's, I, I think we talked about that really, didn't we? With like having that self-belief and like believing in your skills and your worth and the rest of it, which I think is massive. That was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that was a cool. experiment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so to wrap up, going into to 2018, like I think the things that I really want to do personally is well obviously you know expand on things everything with the podcast in terms of getting more episodes out the door get some live shows under my belt you know I'm giving away a few secrets here and um, some other stuff that I don't want to say just yet because um, they're in the works but I think just carry on on that path of like discovery being more confident more comfortable within myself putting out content that I feel can help and inspire other people hear more inspiring stories read loads more like learn loads more trying to keep up this kind of momentum of uh, development and self-development and also trying to help like impact and inspire and motivate as many people as possible through this podcast and other things. And then the main things really I want to take forward and, you know, building on all the things we've discussed. Um, how about you? I think um, 
I think mine are a little bit more general in the um I think this year was a good year. I've 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 learned a lot of good stuff this year and it's kind of looking to build. I think sometimes it's really easy to kind of look to reinvent yourself all the time. Mm. And that's you know, you just need to be doing you, right? Mm. And I think I think this year I've really got onto a path where I feel like, you know, I'm I'm getting out of bed and I feel like like I'm more present, you know. I'm doing the things that I want in a way that I want to be doing them. I'm part, I'm around people that I respect and and you know I find inspiring and I want to maintain that and see where you know how I can take that to the next level and how how I can let their their being kind of rub off on me and what I can learn from them. Yeah. So it's, it's a night and which is why I think I'm feeling really positive about how this year has ended and how I'm looking forward to next year because it feels like I'm building. Mm. rather than kind of starting from from scratch yeah and I think on that note as well for me one that I left off is like the amount of people I've met this year you know through the podcast and other stuff that have been hugely inspiring and like that I've managed to like you know build now a relationship with and I'm very thankful for people like um, Chidera the Slumflower like she's so incredible like Mm. you know we meet up we have chats we whatsapp and you know her vibe and energy is so good I want to like keep myself surrounded with people like that and Megan from the good quote she's like incredible like amazing human being so like just in touch with with the world basically which is which is great and I think just keeping up that momentum of like connecting with more people who inspire me and and, and like I said not being fearful of reaching out to others and trying to like yeah trying to build on 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 the the foundation that I've started Mm -hmm. this year and try and like get to stage two of that foundation i guess um so yeah man that's that's really everything that's it so yeah man thanks for this it's been great um thanks for having me uh really 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 cool episode i really enjoyed it because i don't often do a lot of talking on the podcast so um this has been wicked on to 2018 i'm excited Let's i can't wait man Let's and you know for those of you who are listening hope you had a great christmas and going into new year hope you've got have a happy new year thanks for listening hope you've learned some stuff if you haven't if you want you want to ask myself some questions that's at i am alex manzi on twitter and instagram or if you like liam's vibe where can they find you liam uh you can get me on uh instagram and twitter at liam Clement. and there we go so yeah if you want to hit either of us up then that's the one thanks for listening have a great 2018 and i'll see you on the flip side so there we have it guys thank you again for listening thank you if you joined on the instagram live and got involved in the conversation that's a new thing um so very interesting to have people involved in that conversation i hope you enjoyed it i hope you could learn a bit either a bit more about me or a bit about you know the way i've approached things this year and could take some of that and apply it to some of your your lives particularly going into the new year i think that could be really powerful so yeah as i said if you've got any more questions hit me up on twitter or instagram at i am alex manzi or you can follow the dreamers disease instagram account which is the underscore dreamers disease um, but most importantly have an amazing new year hope you've enjoyed the festive season and let's go out there and 2018 let's really chase our dreams This podcast is produced by Unedited.